episode 239 of Bleak and Review. Tonight's guests, Vanessa Guerrero and Elijah Taylor. Plus, restaurateur Melvin Spoon stops by. All of this and delicious eats only on Bleak and Review. Welcome back to the Bleak and Review podcast. I am Kevin Anderson, the host of it. Coming to you from a very disgusting day in North Hollywood, California. For it is randomly 93 degrees in the midst of an April that was mostly chilly. To the extent where, you know, jackets were a must. And then, you know, because our uh, planet is falling apart, it was randomly 93 degrees today, which is pretty hot for, I mean, whatever. It's getting towards May. It's not like the weird time to be hot. But this also happened in February. So So junk science no more. Maybe we should do something about that. But I'm not here to talk to you about global warming. I'm here to talk to you about why today is particularly disgusting. For minutes before this recording, ladies and gentlemen and non-binary folk, non-binary, sorry, I had a little vocal slip there, non-binary folk, there was a plumbing issue in my building. Now, I had a feeling that there might be a plumbing issue going on because earlier this week there was some uh, some residue on the bottom of my shower randomly. Like somebody had potted a plant in there and it was covered in soil is kind of the vibe I would describe it looking like. Either that, I, I assumed it was either that or my roommate had taken the filthiest shower, but he's not one to be caked in filth like that nor to leave a mess behind like that. So I assumed something was going on with the plumbing. And I had all of my suspicions confirmed merely moments ago when I was outside in the back patio having myself a little smoke before the recording. Noticed a lot more flies buzzing around than usual. And I assumed that this was because the back patio has a lot of shade and it's still hot. And, you know, the flies are seeking refuge in the shade from the unbearable heat, human and insect struggling side by side. We're all in this together, folks. Uh, it wasn't until um, further inspection that I realized twas not the heat or the lack thereof that was attracting the bugs. No, it was a veritable mountain of shit and toilet paper that had exploded out of the ground. Yeah. It was one of those moments when I was um, not aware of how close I was to a gross thing. Mere feet away. Kind of like a scuba diver who takes a picture of themselves, not realizing that a great white shark is looming just behind them. It was the uh, poop equivalent of that. The stanky... Is this like a stanky shark? It was like a stanky shark situation, which is maybe the episode title. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll see if we get something better, because I have not recorded the second half of this episode yet, or the second two-thirds. We're doing this one all in a row, because it's being recorded on the day before it comes out. The good news is that I've already informed my landlord and he was promptly like, oh, shit, sorry. Well, I'm going to get a plumber right away, which is, um, bless him. You know, landlords, these landlords that I have experienced in my life up until this point, maybe not the best about this kind of stuff. And usually just people that like to collect money and not give a fuck. This guy's pretty good. He hasn't raised my rent and he is responsive. To when Old Faithful, the poo version, explodes from the soil. Previous places I've lived have not been so great. I remember uh, when I lived in Culver City, California. 
had uh, some pretty significant water damage in my shower under the ceiling to the point where like whenever I would go into the bathroom in the morning to take a shower, I would expect to find a few chunks of drywall and plaster and whatnot from the roof that had fallen, creating an ever-growing gaping maw in the ceiling directly above the shower. So I always had to clean that out. Asked the landlord if he could fix it because it's clearly water damage. And he said, yeah, I'll tell you, I'll take care of it when you're at work tomorrow. I was like, great. I come home from work the next day and he has replaced the shower head, which I didn't ask to do. That thing was working fine. He's replaced the shower head and the hole is still there. And I don't know if he ever fixed it. I lived there for like two years or something. And I remember that happened pretty early on in year one. And I don't know if it ever got resolved. I was probably charged for it on the way out. Cleaning, uh, cleaning fees and whatnot, you know, your uh, security deposit. I probably lost some of it because of that, even though I, I think it was one of those situations where I just wanted to cut ties with the motherfucker and just be gone. So I like took those hits and the security deposit, which is kind of how they work, right? Like that's the idea is like, all right, so you're going to give me an extra month's rent up top so I can fuck you over when you desperately try to leave because I don't give a shit about you. Basically, it's a inconvenience fee for you. Just depends on what it's worth to you. Like, is it worth, uh, is $150 worth you having to deal with your landlord more? It depends on your landlord. And in most of my cases in the past, it has not been worth it because they're either unresponsive, live in a different city, or both. Had another one when I lived in East LA that uh, just said, yep, there's nothing I can do about the ants. Not gonna, not gonna do that. He also lived on the property too. That guy was crazy. I don't know if I've talked about him on the podcast really. And that's basically all I'm going to talk about for the rest of this intro, I think, because he's fucking nuts. I was like 23 when I moved in there. He was in his forties. He lived in the back house. So not really any sense of privacy. He would sometimes just come in to the house to like tinker with shit, just like barge in without telling anybody, which I didn't care for that. It's like, I didn't move in here to be your roommate. I, I assume that since you're a landlord, you know, I would pay you rent and you'd fuck off. But he also like tried to get me to bring women over all the time. He was like, yeah, bring some young girls over. We'll hang out in this back patio. I was like, bro, you're like 20 years older than me. That's shady as hell. He also openly admitted to hiding money from the government, which like good on him. But uh, that's how I ended up paying cash, paying rent in cash for uh, the first year or so of my uh, my existence in Los Angeles. I always got receipts. I always made him write up receipts for him. But yeah, I either would quick pay him on Chase or I would pay him in cash because and he just openly said, like, yeah, I'm just hiding money from the government. I was like, all right, well, good luck with that. I hope it works out for you, truly. Weird guy. Weird guy. I guess you got to be kind of weird to be a landlord, huh? It's a, it's a tricky relationship, you know? You're, you're entrusting your property to people who, you know, can be anyone. They could do anything. They could be totally normal people. Or they could be psychos who, like, punch holes in the wall and carve, like, fucking divots into the glass countertops or glass tables to do cocaine out of the rivets, which is, like, a thing Sam Kinison used to do, apparently, which means that he was definitely getting glass in his nose when he did cocaine. Seems excessive, Sam. But you're dead, so whatever. I guess you just have to assume everyone's the worst, right? Probably not. I don't think they think about it that much. I think as long as—I think some of them, as long as they get their money— they don't give a shit, and they'll just charge you later if they need to. 
is it evident that I had nothing in the news that I wanted to talk about this week? <laughs> there's not really, I mean, there's been more shootings and more cop stuff and like, that's going to happen every week though. And I can't make the podcast. Kevin talks about cop murders. Like, I don't want that to be the whole thing. It's on my mind a lot, but you know, we all need a break every once in a while. If you're militant all the time, then you get burnt out and you're ineffectual to the cause is what I believe. So instead we're talking about shit pipes, ants and everything in between. <laughs> and I'm sure that's, what's going to come up here on the podcast, because this is going to be fun. We have not recorded it. We will be recording it soon. In mere minutes, but to you, it all it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's all the same to you. Why am I telling you about my process? But on the episode today, we have returning friend of the show Vanessa Gritton and new 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 timer new timer <laughs> new time first time guest on the show Elijah Taylor. They're great. They're married, and that's their credits that they gave me on a piece of paper. So I don't know what you want from me. No, they have a great podcast called Kicking and Screaming, which is also on Patreon. You can check that out. Dear friend of mine and friend of this show. And co-host of mine with the Fun Hinged podcast over on the Bleak and Review Patreon, patreon.com slash Bleak and Review. Hollis Black has written some cool articles for their Patreon over there as well. So go check out Kicking and Screaming. Go check out Bleak and Review Patreon, where I've been writing myself, because there's been a bit of a podcast hiatus over there. But we will be back next week. More on that at some point. But I have been writing some stuff. I took it upon myself to do a movie review challenge of every single X-Men movie and I'm going to write my raw, silly, snarky thoughts down for each movie. I've done a four of them so far. By the time this comes out, uh, I think a first X-Men First Class will be up soon this weekend or something. So enjoy that if you want. Go over there, patreon.com slash Bleak and Review. And continue to stick around for the rest of this episode of Bleak and Review with Vanessa Gritton and Elijah Taylor. Oh, and also after that, I forgot to mention... Um, I'm going to have to go. I do have a hard out tonight, unfortunately, but Vanessa and Elijah have agreed to, they've agreed to host for me in my absence while we bring on a, a restaurateur of sorts named Melvin Spoons. And I'm very excited to hear about that later because I will not be there, unfortunately, but you know, enjoy. Bleak and Review Podcast, blah, 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 music. That's just god. That's a goddamn. That's a goddamn uh, set of professionals right there. That's synchronicity. That's synchronicity, of course. Here, that's on, synergy. That's synergy. Vertical integration. You know, <laughs> it does look like you're just was, fondling Elijah's dick. It does look like. That. I told you, there's a cat here. There's a cat, there's a, there's a cat in the mix. For all the people who are not Bleak and Review Patreon listeners uh, who are uh, uh, unaware of the bit, there is a cat. In a lap. The cat in the lap. Cat in the lap. The, the Dr. Seuss, in the, uh, lap. the famously racist Dr. Seuss classic, The Cat in the Lap. Yeah, that was one of the ones that got canceled in the big Dr. Seuss overhaul of 2021, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, we fixed it, right? That's the end of racism? Yeah. yeah uh, we changed some maple syrup. Uh, changed and, it. And uh, <laughs> some white women took some photos, uh, mostly <laughs> just holding signs. And no, then uh, it's changed now. We changed the maple syrup because we thought that the, the coloring of the maple syrup was too offensive. So they've made maple syrup white now. So it looks like cum. And, and, uh, but nothing, the logo is the same. It's not, it's not yeah. any different. 
That's how we did it. Of course, here on Bleak and Review, little little uh, little hot takes cold open there on Bleak and Review. I, of course, remain Kevin Anderson, your intrepid host with the intrepid most. Joining me today, we've got, this is exciting. This is exciting because yeah. we've got a repeat guest, a repeat customer from episode one of the show, which you can't find anymore wow. because of Squarespace. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, the first 50 episodes are gone, and uh, I'll probably put them somewhere at some point. So uh, they'll never hear me just detoxing and sweating in a hot Los Angeles apartment being chased by a bee. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be able to unearth these, uh, uh, old archived episodes to hear what Vanessa was like on a podcast back when she did Coke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and of course, uh, that is Vanessa Gritton or Guerrero. Are you, what are you going by now? Officially? What, what do I say? Uh, I'm going by Guerrero now. I still haven't like legally changed the name because that's really hard to do in a, in a pandemic. Uh, really? but yeah, it turns out, uh, trying to legally change anything about your identity, really fucking hard to do when, uh, no one wants to touch you or be near you. That's um, fair. That's fair. They have to get, they have to get somewhat physical with you to change yeah. the name. There, there's a little bit of fondling, some gentle caressing. Just they to kiss make you sure. on the mouth to sign it. Yeah. And that's uh, that's just one of those old timey laws that we haven't bothered to update, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's one of those that you know I I think a lot of people feel is pretty antiquated, but then there are still some defenders that are like, oh, the tradition, it's part of our heritage. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to change your name, you got to get a little kiss on the mouth. It's like we can't pass an anti lynching bill, but we will kiss you on the mouth before you change your name. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and of course, yeah. I buried the lead here because we have a first timer on the show joining as well. First time, best time is what I say. Uh, Elijah Taylor is here. Hello, Elijah. Hey, it's me, everybody. Together Elijah they are. Taylor. <laughs> together they are the Hollywood power couple known as Elijah, because Vanessa and Elijah. Like, see that works. <laughs> Van- or or Vanessa. does it? I think, Vanessa. Vanessa. I think it's Vanessa, but with an H at the end, and the H <laughs> is silent. I, I didn't think about that beforehand, and I didn't realize how hard to portmanteau your names are because they kind of have similar vibes at the end yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, you know I've never tried to do it but they're, so they're so that's are. a mark against but obviously it's <laughs> <laughs> hollywood power couple of finesse is here uh thank you guys so much for joining me on the stinkiest day of my life as people have already heard in the intro <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's a rough it's a rough plumbing day, which, of course, uh, made me immediately have to ask the both of you this very important question. What's the grossest thing that's ever happened at a place you lived? Oh, oh my damn. God. All right. Okay. So whatever, Big, oh my God. <laughs> whatever the answer is that I have, I guarantee Elijah's is going to be worse. Ooh, well, do you want to go first then and have Elijah fucking come in with the real heat? Because I think and he has to pick. give me a pick. minute to think about it. Because, yeah. like, what do you pick? Do you pick the dead cow you pull out of a river? Do you, like, <laughs> Wait, pick well, your cow, own neck wound healing? Alive. Sorry, the alive cow. Life. Okay. There was a dead kid in the river. Oh, okay. Oh, definitely that Which one. Which less funny. <laughs> no, no, let's, get, let's start this segment off with dead kid stuff. We talked There's, about nun death with Vanessa last time she was oh, on yeah, about a dead nun. So I saw like, nun die. This is par oh, for the course. Oh, you did? You yeah, saw Yeah, remember I told you about the time I saw nun die. Wow. Um, and then also Elijah had a horrifying neck hole at one point. Oh, like a tracheotomy? True. Yeah, yeah. I still got... I mean, you, you can't really see the scar in there, but there's a... There's a decent scar there. Patreon I'll send listeners, you some we'll get some <laughs> Patreon subscribers got to see this gaping, oozing wound in Elijah's neck <laughs> you know, that actually, looks like it needs I, medical attention. If any of the Patreon listeners would like photos of uh, when I had a hole in my uh, trachea, I, I love showing them off. He so did you a smiley face know. on it. You got them in your wallet, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Wait, it's okay, so I have misses, to know the tracheotomy. I have to know was this uh what why why did this was like a rogue rogue piping issue? What happened with your neck? Uh yeah, well, uh this pipe burst in my house and it started spraying shit up into the house and <laughs> oh, then, sure. uh, like and I felt fine and then 4 days later my throat no. <laughs> no I was going to say this is this is so this is what I got to look forward to. This, this is definitely going to happen. So you had a stink uh, hole in your neck. <laughs> No, actually, uh, I just uh, just had a sore throat and uh, went. Uh, yeah, I'll it, say. It was, yeah, no, it was like got a little worse, got a little worse. Uh, finally, uh, went to a doctor about it. They did a test for strep, and they're like, "Nah, it's not strep, so you're fine. Just you know, take some aspirin, whatever." Uh, kept getting worse. I went to an urgent care, and they did another strep test and said, "Nah, it's not strep, so you're fine." And they told me at that point, like, if it uh, if it gets worse or like, uh, you know, it lasts more than three days or if you have difficulty swallowing, then come back. And I was like, actually, this is like day six and I'm having a lot of trouble swallowing. And they're like, oh, well, it's not strep and sent me on my way. Uh, and then like a few <laughs> and they were later, like, all right, that's a lot of money and it's not covered by your health insurance. But we, <laughs> oh, yeah. we fixed it. We fixed it. <laughs> Yeah, no. A few days later, uh, it closed to the point where like I couldn't really breathe. And Yikes. so I had a friend drive me to a hospital. Uh, they finally did a CT scan where they discovered that I had an abscess in my throat that had been growing and growing, just like some, uh, you know, stray bit of bacteria caused an infection. My throat totally closed up. They had to cut a hole in it so that I didn't suffocate. In doing so, they severed my carotid artery and had oh, to cauterize that. So yeah, I like almost bled to death. It was wild because I went in and I was like, yeah, I got a sore throat. And then I woke up with a tube in my throat and shit. I spent like 20 days in the hospital. You got Mister. Um, you got nobodied. Like what Bob Odenkirk does to the guy in Nobody, if you guys have I seen that. I haven't seen it yet. No it's, spoilers. Right, well, no, no. Just Let's just say this isn't a spoiler. There's neck issues involved. Oh. <laughs> one moment. Do you think somebody stole the story of your throat hole and wrote it into this Bob Odenkirk movie? I think so. Story because... of a throat hole. But I need I don't. <laughs> No, That's uh, fucking crazy. The, the grossest part of the throat hole that happened at a place that I lived was I was sleeping and my cat jumped on me and its paw slipped into the hole. So the, the cat's paw was fully in my throat. Wait, your cat fisted your neck? Yep. Yep. <laughs> just just went wrist deep, wrist deep in there. Uh, and it like it made a sound, you know, it's a sound that like you don't want to know what it sounds like. But like so I, I know and. So your cat was really putting the hole in Paw Patrol. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Kevin! <laughs> is that what Paw Patrol is about? You know, I haven't seen the show, but now that I know it's about feline fisting, I gotta check it out. You gotta check it Paw out. Paw Patrol. <laughs> that might be the episode title. We'll see how t- difficult that is to hyphenate. Uh, <laughs> so that's horrible. Uh, that's horrible. Yeah, that one was pretty gross. Uh, yeah, I saw a toad decompose in my toilet. In your toilet? Yeah. How do you- well, what are you doing shitting out full toads? <laughs> you will, the, the whole toad I swallowed has to go somewhere. <laughs> toads are like corn, right? Yeah, yeah, or it's just like, why did I eat toad? Uh, <laughs> no, it was just Florida, and it was in a bathroom I don't go to. <laughs> it was in a bathroom you don't go to? Wait, at the, the rental place in Florida? Yeah, and so it was just like a bathroom <laughs> we don't go bathroom. to. <laughs> Cause it was like it was like a kind of bummer room. bathroom. It's a toad room. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't go in there, man. It's like it's like the bathroom that we built because like my grandparents had trouble navigating, 
So it was like a bathroom that's like made for you if you have trouble like getting up to shit and then getting off the toilet. Oh, uh, right, right. So I like used it because the other one was occupied and I lifted the lid and there's just like a fucking toad that had been in there for like a while because oh. it like did that thing where it was just getting like waxy and. Oh, yeah. 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 What, you like smoke that shit? Did you dab it? Yeah. <laughs> I dabbed it, and I—I uh, I, I think I'm still there now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a high that doesn't go away. Like, people no. talk about licking toads. Like, no, you ever you ever fucking glassed up a toad in a toilet, and then fucking uh, yeah, that seems like some yeah, millennial still, shit. No, some some Gen flashbacks. Z shit. Yeah, mm. Kevin, how do you top a decomposed toad? <laughs> well, I, I heard I something even... about a dead kid earlier. I don't know. We could. Get okay. I mean, I I lived in uh in a rural uh rural Isan for a while, which is like kind of the most impoverished part of Thailand. Uh, was like living and working out there, and the uh the kind of village that we lived in was pretty rough. And there was a creek that ran right behind the apartments. Uh, and there was one morning that like a cow had gotten like had fallen down in the creek, and we all like had to like tie ropes around it and pull it out. Uh, and there was another morning that uh, they were just fishing a kid out of the creek because uh, he, he got knifed. It was like gang violence, I guess. But uh, yeah, you know, dead kid. But that didn't happen in the apartment, though. So I don't think that counts. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, fuck that uh, story. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, that story. Who cares? That's old news. Um, no, I mean, I'm trying to think because I've lived in some gnarly places, man. Uh, like one of one of my first apartments uh, when I was like 17, uh had like a pretty bad like rodent and insect uh infestation oh and sure yeah i've I, been there yeah, yeah but like i uh felt weird at the time about like killing them and i like it's awful. Even just like yeah and even like the ants i was like man i like i don't want to kill these ants and i think like i'm at a place in my life now where i'm like i guess more okay with killing bugs in the house but at the time i was very just like weird and fucked up about it and uh i found things that were like deterrents essentially like non-lethal deterrents and just kind of created a border around half of the apartment that I just like, that was where the infestation was like the heaviest and where they were coming in from. So I kind of just like created this like ring of like, you know, vinegar and oils and whatever things that they didn't like to cross that line. And I was like, you guys have your side and I have my side. Can't we and just, can't we just exist like fucking post, post, uh, uh or pre, pre Berlin wall, Germany and just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. And I lived like that for like a year. Uh, God, I was homeless for a while and a dude pissed on me. So that was pretty gross. Oh, <laughs> uh, and it was like, you know, where I lived at the time. <laughs> that sucks. Really makes my shit pipe story from the intro sound pretty vanilla, despite its chocolatey <laughs> exterior. Right? Oh, hey. uh, I saw uh, a bunch of mice on my tacos. On your tacos? Well, yeah, what are you I doing making mice tacos? No, I put a bunch of tacos to rest in the oven. Uh... Like, cause I'd like just made a bunch and like was like, I'm gonna put them here to like stay warm. And then when people come over, I'll serve them. Uh, and the oven was only on like, I, I think I had it at like a hundred. So it was just like, it was probably lower than that cause it was a shitty oven. So it was like a warm day at most. And I opened the oven and there was like 30 mice on Jesus. the tacos. <laughs> That's horrible. Well, you've heard, you've told, I've told you the story about the, uh, uh, maybe I've told this on the podcast. I don't know. But, uh, when I lived in East LA, I, uh, had no money so i remember i was eating a little caesar's pizza just out of the box on my lap at my computer desk as you do you when do, you know yeah. when you're when you're really taking life by the horns and uh, i remember being like okay half of this pizza in one sitting so i'm going to turn around set the box on my bed and then you know i'll eat the rest of it later 
go around, you know, faff about on the internet for a little bit, turn back around for one more slice about 10 minutes later, my whole bed is covered in ants. <laughs> they, just, they just were waiting for me to not be present around the pizza and my whole bed. I just, I don't know. That was, uh, I, I thought about just killing myself, but then I was like, no, that's, that's rash. That's rash. Because then you're covered in ants. Yeah. And then I'm covered in ants and you know, it's an Ouroboros of ants eating flesh. It's no good. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I get those moments, though. I uh, There was uh, a place that I lived for a while. Uh, this this was in Southeast Asia, uh, which contextualizes it a bit, I guess. But uh, I would wake up often just covered in lizards. And, like, you know, I didn't, like, keep lizards. They just would get in. What? And so, like, I would wake up. They were and just, just, like, lounging? Like, yeah, just, like, Lounge geckos. lizards? Would, yeah, they were lounge lizards. <laughs> no, and I assume it's because, like, my body was warmer than, like, you know, the surroundings. So it's, like, a hot rock to them. But, yeah, I would wake up. and They just, were like, basking pull... on your tummy. <laughs> yeah, and I would, like, just pull geckos off of my face. And the first time it happened, there was that, like, moment of, like, so do I just kill myself? Or like, what I, this is t- more lizards than I think I can like process. At least it was a cute animal. That's like the thing that's, that's like, I mean, like I imagine like it's still pretty alarming. Like I imagine if I woke up with lizards on me, I would be like, oh no. But yeah. also like, yeah. it's not like scorpions or cockroaches or something. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. I, Cause we had, when we lived in Burbank, we had some pretty gnarly roaches that were the size of lizards. Uh, and I don't know they if you would remember. chase guests. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you remember Richard, our roommate at the time, didn't take it seriously until one that had <laughs> an, an antenna that uh, if you talk, he said if I was you're talking, reacting. if you're talking taint to antenna, this lizard was about a uh, uh, trout long. It was about as long as a trout. This no. is the biggest roach I've ever seen in my entire life, and I've like lived in Central America. Oh, that's like, horrifying. Burbank, California, like, baby. It would hit walls and make a horrifying thump. Like you knew where it was because you could hear it. They were the flying kind too. Yeah. Just the size of a fist. Like it could realistically fly into you and knock you out. I was afraid and like. I saw one of them smoking a cigarette once. I swear to God. (laughs) I honestly would believe that because there's been some in that apartment before like they sprayed that I was like. I'm scared to step on them because I don't think it's enough and then right. they're just going to be angry. And they would come out by like the literal dozens. Oh God. Like, Ele- like Elijah, the sun would set and they weren't afraid anymore and they would just start pouring out of the walls. And Richard was like, oh, it, 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 it's not that big of a deal. He just leave Until food he scraps came- in his room all day and give a yeah, shit. Yeah, and I was just like, no, you need to treat this like we're camping even though we're inside. <laughs> like... This apartment has camping rules because of, like, if there's an earthquake, we're dying. And, and we did have to put food up in bear bags in the rafters. We had to make sure that no bears Honestly, would get in. Everything was on fire all the time. It was a thing. But, yeah, Richard came out and was like, can somebody help me with this roach? <laughs> and that was the I, day that I we broke he's him. just he's physically wrestling with it. Like, <laughs> you guys help me with it? It's got him he's in a full strong. Nelson. Yeah. Well, this this brings me to another uh, impromptu question, which because you you maybe think of when you're talking about like Elijah specifically, you're talking about like the having trouble killing the stuff. That's yeah, like yeah. Uh, I've never had problems killing like roaches and shit, but like I remember when I had a rat problem in San Jose, uh, we caught a rat in a mouse trap. Which I don't know if you know about the difference between rat traps and mouse yeah. traps, but that shit's not gonna kill a rat. No. It's just gonna kind of fuck its neck up. And my roommate at the time, this guy Tom. Uh, who, 
didn't really know a lot of, he didn't have a lot of common sense. He was a very nice guy, very smart guy, but he's one of those guys that like, yeah, give him like a set of rules and he'll do it wrong. He just comes in and goes, I guess we got to kill this rat. I'm like, yeah, we probably should put it out of its misery. And he grabs a serrated cooking knife. He's like, I guess I'm going to saw its head off. Jesus. (laughs) And I was like, no, dude, that's not what we're doing. And I ended up having to bash its head in with a shovel. Was your roommate, Tom, by any chance, an animated cat? He might as well have been. Uh, (laughs) He was about the size of an animated cat. He was very small, scrawny boy. Uh, Definitely a self-proclaimed asexual. And in retrospect, probably autistic or on the spectrum in some way. Because he was was my video game buddy. But he didn't know how to relate to people a lot or do or do a lot of things and so i just remember he's just like oh no, this knife was here i'm like no just we're not we're not off. slowly sawing a rat's head off in the apartment that's crazy not today tom. not today had tom that, had that happened that probably would have been the number one like grossest apartment story yeah <laughs> like, and i it watched a guy just saw a rat's head off and he made eye contact with me the whole time it totally changed his life he, he became a completely different guy after that. It was part of his manifesto. He's in jail now. But I was curious, because uh, I was thinking about that, and I was like, oh, that's probably the biggest animal I've ever had to kill for whatever reason. Have you uh, ever, I mean, you're talking about cows and stuff. Have you guys ever killed uh, or had to, what's the biggest or the most impactful animal murder you've committed? Am I on the stand right now? I have had you both swear in on the digital Bible because I got this cool app, uh, <laughs> the DigiBibe. It uh, would technically be perjury if we lied about it. This oh yeah, I guess I guess man their license guess, agreement before I, we join the podcast. I guess man is an animal. I didn't really realize the implications. Oh yeah, non-human. <laughs> Whoa! Whew. What's your okay. what was non, your Michael Vick moment? <laughs> what was your Michael well, Vick moment? I think for me, it was just the one that's standard as a young Central American girl with a very stern grandmother, and that was a chicken that I had named. Uh, (laughs) I named it and I loved it and I was like they're not going to make me kill this one you cut his head off right Um, no did you break the neck yeah um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) and I was like seven and like Honestly, to this day, uh, whenever I hear somebody say, like, <laughs> my grandma was weird, uh, or, like, my family we were is quirky. Just, my family is just so weird. I'm like, I, pff, yo, my grandmother making me kill a chicken that I named so that we can eat it later is, like, the least devastating thing about my childhood. Jesus. She kind of <laughs> she dommed you in that moment, too. Like, like I mean, you have to kill the chicken you love. You know, like she could have just killed yeah. it and not told you and then be like, oh, I guess he ran away or something. Well, her reasoning was she was like, you live in America uh, and I only have you for a few months out of the year, but I don't want you to turn out like one of those American kids that don't know where their food comes from. Fair. Uh, right, yeah, so yeah. she was like, you think about this every time you think of leaving a piece of chicken on a plate. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, so, so it was so it was a children starving in Africa thing. It was that. Yeah, was except that. Guatemala, because <laughs> yeah, they were exactly. just around us. Yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> I guess that's, you know, that's fair. Like, I guess to our American sensibilities, that seems harsh and brutal. But, like, I, 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 th- I do think about that, especially because, like, I'm one of those people that, like, in my brain, I'm like, I should probably consider a, a meatless diet, you know, like, even though yeah. I love eating meat, but I'm like, in theory, that's what people should do. Because anytime I think about where my food comes from, I immediately get overwhelmed. Because, you know, I mean, Elijah, you're learning this about me now. But, you know, I, I am someone that's just like, uh, every animal is my best friend. Yeah, and so, no, same. Yeah, no, you tried to tough. pet a coyote once, and I know you've pet, like, 
some All stuff that shouldn't stuff. be pet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know I you'd be petting some shit that I'd be petting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I'm, I'm with you. I think I, yeah, like every few months I probably will see like, uh, you know, even just like some dumb video on the internet or something, but it's like, oh, look at this cow. He's listening to jazz music. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, I love him. Or like you see a picture of a pig. Oh, a John, uh, John Cowtrain. Ah, there he is. Now, <laughs> Bull Train. Bull Train was way better. Oh, Bull Train. All right, let's take good. that again. Hold on. John Bull Train. Whoa. <laughs> Kevin Anderson edits his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I'm a fraud. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm always like, I really should be a vegetarian. I feel like just morally and obviously like it's more sustainable for the earth and the way that we source our meat in the United States is like awful. So they, I fully agree with it. There's no like argument. I just don't have a lot of willpower and right. I enjoy eating meat. So I just like kind of suck and accept that about myself. Yeah. I, I 100% the same. <laughs> I'm like, someday I'm going to do it, but I'm just like, oh, maybe next year. Like, why maybe I'll be a, a better man I, next year. <laughs> that's why whenever I see uh, hack comics still trying to dunk on vegans and shit for no reason, I'm just like, oh, because they have their, they have stronger convictions than you. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, I've like honestly considered and wouldn't mind going like vegan and vegetarian. Um, but I also like have my own personal issues with like vegan communities not all of them like this is when i say this uh and start the clock when i say this please know uh the old time adage which is if i didn't call your name don't come yes uh, yes when i say vegans and i'm not talking about you who are vegan i'm talking about someone another kind of vegan specifically yeah and i'm talking about a the vegans that say they're vegan but don't give a shit about like who's farming and what they're getting paid like for their right. produce. Their stuff is not actually whole foods necessarily vegans. like ethically sourced. Yeah, they're they whole just, food vegans. Yeah. They're very much just like chicken is bad for you, but then they do a line of Coke that like a bunch of people have died for. Uh, but it keeps me thin. Right? Or it's like, you don't get to be sanctimonious right now. And then also like the ones that are always saying it to us are just like, you know, our diet is colonized to shit. <laughs> like, like yeah. we ate meat, but different than you. Like it wasn't like, a sad cow that was just like my last memory is being ripped from my mother. It was one where it was just like, yeah, we were bros and I respect your spirit cow, which is why I'm eating all of the parts of you. Even if they squeak in my mouth, squeak some parts yeah, of the like cow the, squeak in your mouth. Okay. I need to know about these ones. What parts, yeah. what parts, what parts of these foot? Yeah. Foot. <laughs> Uh, uh, any kind of ear usually. Ear, oh, you mean squeak related. like kind of a rubbery squeak, yeah, not, like, not like not like a not, not like a screaming. guinea pig. No. <laughs> I just imagine going. Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, like if you ate like uh, an eraser. Oh sure, no, we've been, we've all been yeah. there. <laughs> I honestly, I think more of us have chewed on erasers than we're willing to admit. And then sometimes yeah, you think... chew a little bit too much, and then you swallow an eraser, and then you go home for the day. Like, if I if I had the willpower, if I was like a better person morally and could, could commit to it, I would be on an all eraser diet. I would exclusively <laughs> yeah. eat erasers. That, and that is one of just the live only, my truth. It's like that. It's like that. Uh, yeah. It's like pay. I would eat just erasers and 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 uh, uh, recycled paper. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. And my uh, bowel movements would be raucous, but <laughs> I 
<laughs> and you know, my, my shit pipe exploding would be much more festival, much more of a festival. But uh, yeah, it all works out in the end, I yeah. think. And uh, Kevin, to answer your question, uh, yes. I was hiking once with a group of people, and uh, there was a chipmunk who uh, its back was broken. Oh God! Uh, know what had happened to it, but you know, it looked like it had fallen somehow. Uh, but had a broken back, but was still alive and like convulsing. Brutal. Uh, so we all just kind of looked at the chipmunk for a second, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll." kill the chipmunk you guys can go and it was uh, like no I, you pulled out a serrated knife and, <laughs> and pulled out a serrated knife and saw it no <laughs> it was one of those things where like i uh just kind of like a quick read of the room and like knowing the people that i was with i was like i don't like i know that none of us is like down to just kill a chipmunk and be like hell yeah let me do it but i also felt like i'm like gonna be the one in the group who's the best at like compartmentalizing this and like obviously yeah. still not psyched you could about shove it. this down yeah but i was like I, I i can still like make it through the rest of my day and the rest of this group is like gonna have a harder time so i was like you guys go on ahead and then i killed it with a rock and then i threw up and then i joined the group and was just like let's not talk about it they're so cute and little i've only they're seen so one small, i've man. only seen one chipmunk in my entire life i almost like didn't think they were real when you was, saw it his head off album? correct no i <laughs> It gets just, funnier every time. This is a great bit. I just, I just, this bit's about to get worse. Oh no! I just remembered the one and only time I've ever seen a chipmunk in my entire life. Was he singing Christmas songs with a couple other chipmunks? No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It was when we scattered your dad's ashes. Oh. oh, yeah, you were there for that. <laughs> it was the only oh. time I've ever seen a chipmunk. Because... <laughs> Wait, 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 Vanessa, <laughs> Vanessa, which time that we scattered the ashes? I don't remember. <laughs> was it the... <laughs> well, Vanessa brings it up because the thing is that we scattered the ashes directly onto a dying chipmunk. <laughs> I was going to ask, was yeah. that like a, like stipulated in the will? Was it, it was. Like, I want... okay, no, yeah, because yeah. I My like dad hated it. nature. <laughs> I want to. I want to live in a chipmunk's lungs. <laughs> I want you to just pour me onto a chipmunk. Unfortunately, his will did stipulate that we had to uh, find a, a chipmunk with like a limp, scatter ashes upon him, and then saw his head off with a serrated knife. <laughs> and it's in the will, so it's legally it's binding. It's legally binding, or else you're haunted. Yeah, you're. Well, you know, I'm still pretty haunted by all of it, but. Uh, <laughs> Well, like, I distinctly remember in my head being like, oh, look, a chipmunk. Oh, my God, I've never seen a chipmunk. Wow, they're really that small. This is not the time to exclaim, so oh, look, a chipmunk. So you weren't focused on the event at hand? <laughs> wow. Wow. She was being so careless about it. Having air, She having took her errant. portion of the ashes and just dumped them straight down and then was like, hey, chipmunk. She was having errant chick chipmunk thoughts during... <laughs> <laughs> during the worst day of my life. No, it wasn't the worst day of my life. It, the weather was nice. It was quite all right. Yeah, I, and I feel like when you receive the news that they've died, that's the, uh, worse than the ashes. Well, the Personally up, speaking, the I fucked don't. up thing was when I got that phone call, I was like, you know, devastated, right? And I went out on the balcony to have a cigarette, and lo and behold, this dead chipmunk is there. <laughs> 
And I go, well, I'll be a son of a gun. If this doesn't happen every time I have a traumatic life event. It always comes in twos. It always comes in twos. And then I, then I tried to eat cornbread and it was too dry. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just okay. definitely trying to put food in my body. We don't have to get into all the specifics of well, my Well, I was going to say, but enough time has passed wanna, that this... Do you want to compare your dad's death and my mom's death and like cross-reference? Oh, that sounds like a whole other right? podcast, actually. That sounds like a great episode. That's a good episode. We'll do, we'll do mean... like a celebrity death match. <laughs> oh, that's good, yeah. Honestly, honestly, can I referee? Yeah, just a couple of, just a couple of sad boys throwing down about dead parents. Mills Lane will be there, of course. It's good. <laughs> let's get it on. Uh, speaking of, let's get it on. We are about uh, at my my specific, as I mentioned in the intro, my heart out because I have to take off. But you two, Elijah and Vanessa, have graciously offered to co-host yeah. uh, in my stead while I have to go. See, the thing is, I have to go sift through the shit outside. Uh, yeah, and see right, if you gotta uh, see what's in there. Yeah, I just I, I don't have any goals. I just want to see what's in there. <laughs> I'm gonna pan. Out. I'm gonna pan for nuggets. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we do have another guest. On it. <laughs> we do have another guest coming up here after the break. Uh, Melvin Spoons, mm. uh, restaurant tour, local restaurant tour. Melvin Spoons. I'm very sad I won't be here to witness this. But you guys, uh, I trust you'll take very good care of this guest. Yeah, I think it's uh, you know kind of rude of you to book uh, Mr. Spoons and and then. You know, and not they go sit sift, around. To, and yeah, they go sift, I, sift through shit. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I haven't spoken with him. I I don't even know if I would have booked him uh, for my uh, podcast oh, that I'm mean, now the host of. I so. mean, it's definitely what I'm doing is for sure a power move, and it's for sure a power move. And like, <laughs> I feel intimidated. And who's to say? <laughs> Thank <I'm> God. <laughs> definitely not too high for Melvin Spoon. No, I'm sure he's going to be normal. It's fine. I mean, you guys both like food, right? <laughs> I'm sure he's going to be normal. <laughs> You could say I'm into food. Yeah, oh. foodies of sorts. Uh, so we're going to go to a quick break here on Bleak yeah. and Review. We shall return uh, in just mo- mere moments with uh, more Vanessa Gritton slash Guerrero, uh, more Elijah Taylor, and restaurateur Melvin Spoons after this. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Hey there, you're listening to Kicking and Screaming Takes Over Bleak and Review. Oh, I am one of your co-hosts, Vanessa Guerrero. I'm your other host, Elijah Taylor. See, you know how to do exactly the intro. It's 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 muscle memory now. That's true. As soon as you made it our podcast, I was like, oh yeah, no, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, and as soon as Kevin put his podcast up for auction so that he can make money, so that he can continue his passions of huffing shit in his yard. <sighs> Big time shit huffer, and honestly, I respect it. I yeah. respect a man we who had follows to buy his it. passions. Yeah, of course, we jumped on it. We had We're, to buy Bleak and Review. Uh, first bidder, only bidder. Uh, uh, yep, it was a we we bid one dry hunk of cornbread, <laughs> and he jumped on it. Uh, although he, the only stipulation was we have to keep all of his guests, and we cannot change the format. Yeah, which is unfortunate because uh, listeners of Bleak and Review, I'm sure, uh, know that we host a genre film podcast. <laughs> Uh, so I have no experience doing this. Yeah. Uh, let's so, hope that our next guest wants to talk about genre film. God, I hope he wants to talk <laughs> about specifically genre film under the categories of horror and martial arts. And if it's anything else, I won't know how to respond to it. And it might be because I just took a giant dab hit. But please give it up for 
Melvin Spoons. Restaurateur Melvin Spoons. Hi. Am I pronouncing that correct? Melvin? Yeah, yeah Mel- Melvin Spoons, proprietor of the Lovin' Melvin Full on, uh, on, on the beach down here in I, uh, Southern California. The what is uh we, I I think you maybe cut out uh what is the name of your uh establishment and your the, name? My name is Melvin Spoons. Yes, mm-hmm. and my restaurant is called the Love and Melvin Full right here in Southern California. No was, specifics. Was Spoonful licensed? I, what I don't get it. You said it's the Love and no, my name's Melvin, Melvin, and Melvin. so it's Melvin Full. It's because it's full of my. I what I like to think is it's full of my creative culinary passion. It's full, but it's loving Melvin. Full, so it's full of Melvin's love. That's not. That's not appetizing. I didn't for, come I, in any of my food. If that's what you're asking, I, that is that is the implication. Uh, <laughs> no, no, for... no, no, no. Certainly not. We have we have one of those uh, we have one of those whiteboards in the break room that says "Come free for," and then we have the day count on it, and <laughs> it's up and it's in the upper uh, tens. <laughs> oh, the big tens. The upper tens would be what seventeen? Less than a hundred, more than ten. All right. <laughs> I have a question, Melvin. Let's just yes, walk through something please. together. I would love to talk about my restaurant. We'll get into that in a second. But oh, uh, have you ever I don't know anything about it's, genre It's still films. about food. No, it's still about food. Don't worry, <laughs> Melvin. We're not going to hurt you. Oh, good. I, I have been, as you can tell, I've been beaten many times. Yeah, you you're, are. You're, you have a disheveled look about you, and I think a black eye. I, I'm not sure with the, the lighting, if that was a shadow. I didn't well, want to I wouldn't, be rude, I wouldn't but... use those terms to describe it, you know, because of the, the race relations in this country. I would call it, I've, I have a hurt hurt eye of African descent. <laughs> Well, I'm starting to see uh, why you find yourself in these predicaments. Hey, it works. It works down here in San Diego. Nobody really cares too much. Yeah, I. Uh, San Diego is where you go to retire. With the other uh, option is like a noose. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Grandpa. But uh, Melvin, have you ever eaten soup? Oh, I'm a I'm a big pro- I'm a big proponent of soup. I'm a big fan of soup. Uh, I like soups and stews. Okay. Um, and I think that we actually serve quite a few of them here. So yes, I would say I love soup. And what is the best utensil for consuming it? Uh, well, you know, we kind of do a anything goes here. So we'll give you all of the stuff, you know, and what we'll is, let you figure it what out. What is all of the, all of the stuff? What do you serve it? Oh, with? you know, ladles, uh, chopsticks, uh, your hands. We give you the right to use your own hands to eat soup. I think personally, you want to eat soup with a spork because okay. you get a little bit in there and you can let it trickle between the little nubs. Uh-huh. And it's delicious. So your your establishment has sporks. Okay. We mo- we we don't have spoons. We only have sporks. Okay, but you know what a spoon is. I know what spoons are. I've heard of them. I do not abs- I do not subscribe to them. Okay, but if you took a spoon and you got a big old honking portion of soup on it, you have uh, a a a a dose of soup. A dose a soup, of soup. A soup. A soup. A, a soup chunk. I, I I don't know what you. I I don't understand what you're getting at here. Uh, when you when you put spoons into soup and you lift it up and you get a big old yeah that's that's what you have a you have you have you have a 
I, I'm not familiar. Spoonful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess you do. What but you my say? restaurant's called the Lovin' Melvinful, and it's because it's full of Melvin's love. And you get that when you come into the door. You know right away that this place is full of Melvin's love. What a, what unit of measurement would you say uh, is a Melvinful, if you had to describe one Melvinful? A thimble. <laughs> Arguably less... Than a spoonful. Yeah. If it were a spoonful of love, it would be more love than a Melvinful. Ooh, a loveful. That's something. I don't know. I mean, we've so, been open for a few years here, and the name <coughs> hasn't quite stuck. All of all the signs on the restaurant are still just construction paper with with cardboard letters put on it. So, like, we haven't gotten official signs. So maybe we'll do something different. I don't know. I've got the love and Melvin full is what it's been for several years on paper, literally. And uh, you know, we got all kinds of soups and stews and seafood extraordinaire. Like as you can see behind me, you know, not a lot of people here currently, but uh, uh, it's all right. You know, it's a good place it's a good how did place you get be. such nice real estate melvin yeah tell, uh, us, tell f- us how you came to own and operate this establishment you're right you, you should interview to... the guests less hostile than i am <laughs> I just i think you're coming in a little accusatory and i don't know if that's the tone we want to stray why well, yeah i used to be i used to be a guy uh that would uh you know just comb the beaches with a metal detector looking for bits of glory you know little bits little little, little snippets of good uh, I would try right, to find things, a- and I would, I, you know, I'd find some nuggets, some from time to time. I'd find some, uh, I'd find some, uh, uh, you know, pieces of metal, and some, and, and, and I'm not sure what my my voice sounds like. I'm figuring it out, but <laughs> is this I, the first I, time you've heard your own voice? Uh, I've never been on a, I've like never this? been on a podcast before. It Can takes, you fucking believe it? <laughs> it takes some getting used to. I, your own voice always sounds strange at first, and then you end up uh, talking a little differently to uh, to compensate. It's true. It's yeah. very true but i did uh i was out metal detecting one day and i found the keys to this building and so that's why i got it (laughs) all right you you just found the keys to the it was abandoned at the time or uh no there were people working here uh (laughs) (laughs) how did you how did you uh connect the keys to that Bill, I mean, you find the keys. How did you did you just start putting them in different doors? Uh, I I did I did a bit of a I did a bit of a a door to door try them if you try them out, you know, a bit of a door to door poke them and see. Mm. Uh, and a lot of buildings no go. <clears throat> yeah, but this be, one most this keys one. only work for one yeah. the one building, so that's not that's su- how surprising. we met. Yeah, yeah, you just found some keys and you went from door to door, and then I was behind the door and I was just like, hey, yeah, I was I found the keys to your house. Oh, uh, sounds like a home invasion. That's beautiful. It was. Yeah. It was both. I've done. Uh, trust me, with these keys, I did a couple of those because a few times I thought I was like, "Hey, maybe these keys do go to this place." I'm just doing it wrong, so I chucked a brick through the window right, <laughs> just to make right. sure, just to make to sure that for, my keys didn't work. Because sometimes the key works on the inside, but not the outside. And you That's to... what I've been led to believe by yeah. uh, several pamphlets. But um, yeah, so I found the keys. I immediately came in here, and I, it was a restaurant. It was struggling. Uh, I kind of just, you know, I'm a man with a silver tongue and I kind of, uh, I kind of, you know, talked my way into being the owner, you know, uh, I, I got nothing to do with blackmail, nothing like that at all. Uh, and, and now I, I run it, I run it here with my family for the last couple of years as a family owned business. Uh, the, the, the brothers Melvin's is, uh, holding it down here, you know, uh, creating stuff, big knuckle crack from Vanessa. Oh, is that one of your siblings behind you right now? 
Uh, possibly. Hold on. You mean <laughs> right there? That poster that comes up in the sky when I do that? Yeah. Is that one of the brothers Melvin? I'd like to speak to him. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, he's he's currently bussing a table full of... that was. He's got a lot of sporks, so he's uh, bussing. I, the, the restaurant uh, looks half empty. I'm... I'm sure he could oh, it's, it. Just, it's just fully call him empty. Over. It's, it'll be great press for the restaurant. I'm sure he'd, he'd I, love I could to be get, on. His name is also Melvin, so I hope that doesn't... Right, you said the brothers Melvin, sort of a Mario yeah. Brothers uh, situation. So your name's Melvin Melvin. Yeah, my, well, my name's Melvin Spoons. His name is Melvin Melvin. Okay. Would you like to talk to Melvin? Hey, Melvin! We'd Melvin. love to talk to Melvin Melvin. Melvin! You want to do a podcast real quick? There's nobody here. I don't know why you're bussing clean sporks. You're taking them out of the kitchen clean. You're putting them on tables and then you're clearing them up. I know it makes us look busy. I know. It it doesn't. <laughs> All right, he's still, coming over. Hold we on. We can still see there's it's empty. <clears throat> I'm I'm sorry, I think we we got some uh audio distortion. I'm nah, Melvin Melvin. <laughs> What's up? I do the busing, I do the accounting, and I'm also the hostess. I put on drag, and I, I am the hostess. <laughs> you know, I think uh, restaurant host, I think, is a gender neutral. You don't have to put on drag. Yeah. To, uh, to ah, get... well, you know, you, yeah, that's what you would say up there, up north. You know, we're down here. We're down here in, uh, in San Diego. You know, you ask your liberal, your liberal bubble over here. Everyone is heavily gendered in their roles down here. I, I suppose that, that makes sense. And yeah, we catch some flack for people about it. But we don't give a shit. We believe that we should. Hey, Mel- Melvin, Melvin, you need to fucking calm down, bro. Melvin, so, Melvin is, is coming in a little hot. I have a <laughs> it's question. coming in too hot. Because <clears throat> I don't know. Correlation doesn't always equal causation. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> does, I hear you. Go on. Does the hoof print in your forehead have anything to do with the kaleidoscope of sounds you're making. I don't know what you're talking about. This is uh, this is ritual scarring. Oh, uh, where I come from, you know, we don't do we don't do bubble skin. We do kicks to the face from a mule, which is how we get one of our favorite cocktails here at the Love and Melvin for <clears throat> mule juice. <laughs> you ever had a mule juice? I've never heard of. Mule oh, is that juice. Mama's recipe? I'm gonna have to ask. I'm gonna have to ask Melvin to, to leave. He's you gotta go bus go. Okay, all right, get out of here. He's being a lot, and it's maybe taxing on certain people's vocal cords. Uh, okay. But yeah, yeah, he's uh, you know, we have a. It is a mama's recipe, you know. Like I said, family owned. Mama Melvin is in here. She's doing her thing. Mama, was, Mama Melvin, I want to hear about your recipe. Oh, is that her? Oh my God, she looks like she, Martin Scorsese's mother. She does, but much older. Just wow, I. How how old is Mama Melvin? Uh, Mama I, Mel Mama Melvin technically technically Mama Melvin died in twenty twenty. <laughs> she was, but but we're doing a bit of a weekend at Bernie's thing, and she comes by and she's got the sunglasses on, so she won't really talk, but she's kind of like she's kind of <laughs> like the Charles Entertainment cheese of mm. the uh, of the place. You know, she's the mascot. She's why people come here. They want to see Mama Melvin. They you know they flip a nickel into her open mouth and they go on. <laughs> And and uh, then they have a really really fun dining experience here. 
That's that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm so glad uh, that you said that because I uh, got the impression, uh, you know, I saw her and I thought, oh, that looks like a weekend at Bernie's type situation. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you never want to be the first one. You never want to be the, um, be the one that says it. it. It's like yeah. asking someone if they're pregnant. Well, right. it was, it's not you don't just it's, ask someone if they're a weekend at Bernie's yeah. type situation. Yeah, or you, you can't you can't really go up to someone and be like, "Hey, are you a dead person with sunglasses on, no. <laughs> or are you just happy to see me?" You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't really say that. It's but it's we're we're veering on because it happened last year. We're veering on it being <clears throat> more of a King Tut situation. It was a weekend at Bernie's, but now yeah, now we're starting to deal with a little bit of uh. Uh, I would say degradation of the flesh. Mm. It's more than a little. It's uh, it's a little bit. It's yeah. pronounced. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So she's you know she's just there in the foyer. We don't really. She doesn't get too close to the food if that's what you're wondering. Mm, yeah, I was wondering because she's getting like a waxy substance on her. Yeah, like a toad in a toilet. She's, I was gonna yeah. say we describe her kind of like. Uh, well, there's a couple of ways we describe her, but I will say that she did come up with uh, a mule sweat, which is equal parts. Uh, mule sweat, you know, as it was, yeah. mule juice. Uh, and then we, what we do is we mix that in with a little bit of Kahlua and a little bit of blood from the next stump of a chipmunk we just sawed its head off with a serrated blade. Mm, just like Mama intended. Yeah, and, and to be fair, Mama was a schizophrenic. She was. She was. It's true. It's true. Okay, so... That's, that's fair. Let's say my husband here, <laughs> Elijah. Fair. To, to be, be fair. To be fair. She was schizophrenic. Exactly. Let's say Elijah, you, my husband. Well, like chipsophrenic, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, I do know what you mean. Ooh, I'm going to throw someone over the railing. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Melvin dabbed. <laughs> Melvin's got style. Melvin's you know? got style. I'm I'm coming around to the, the Melvin clan. So let's say you wanted to take me somewhere nice, but at the last second, you decided you hate me and we go here. Right. Uh, oh, and it's date that night seems the, rude. Uh, <laughs> That's rude to say right in front of my face. Well, uh, Melvin, so far the things we know about the restaurant are that there's a corpse in the foyer, and it's been approximately 17 days since you ejaculated into the food. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I said less than 100, more than 10, which could be 17. It sure could. Could be 18. <laughs> <laughs> but, but 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 I don't kiss and tell. <laughs> there's kissing. I don't think there's any kissing involved when you're just like making an oyster into your food. Well, we do a fabulous oyster ragu here. <laughs> I was just gonna ask, what would I order if I was brought to Melvin's? Well, are you saying um so you're you're a married couple, is that correct? Yes, we are. Bless That's I beautiful. Checked. Bless your union. I'm very happy to hear about that. We actually do. Uh, we love to cater for people's anniversaries and things. Uh, we love to, to make it special. And so, uh, yeah, I might start you off with an oyster ragu or a souffle. Uh, but <laughs> you know, when you first sit down, we take your water. We take your water. Get you your you water. We take your you drink. Take we take your. Well, we take the water. If you bring water in, we take oh, it from right. you. No, oh, right. no <laughs> outside beverages. No and, outside beverages, yeah. and then we will pour your own water into a glass and bring it back to you. And then we'll take your drink can. orders, and then we might bring out a souffle. And you know, like whether or not we off. order it, the souffle. Yeah, just like comes. a complimentary souffle. Okay, wow. like some restaurants give you bread, you know, and at uh, oh, we don't do bread. Food. We don't no, just just souffle. <laughs> yeah, no bread at all. Uh, in the oh, whole thing. it's a bread-free establishment. Okay. As far as I know, uh, we just haven't. You know, we, a lot of our bread went bad, and we don't want to make the same mistake that we made last time. So oh we yeah, making bread. On, well, I mean, we don't make bread. You know, we find it. 
like on the on the beach when you're combing for do you still uh have this hobby of uh sifting uh for for treasures on the beach oh certainly of course you know you got to have your passions you know i mean i love being a restaurateur but i also uh really love just taking to the beach with a bread detector and (laughs) seeing what the seagulls have left behind you know you know, that actually answered my next question, which was, are you and your entire family just seagulls? Well, well, now, okay. I knew this was going to come up. I didn't know this was gotcha journalism. I want to get on the record saying that I have never, nor will I ever, have sexual relations with a bird. I want people to know this. There's no birds in my bloodline. I've never mated with one to, to completion. It's a weird rumor that has been coming around, and it's been a blight on the restaurant, to be honest. And so I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, No, I am not a seagull. I've never porked any seagulls. Um, You're that Melvin Spoons. The Melvin Spoons who famously broke into the San Diego Zoo and mated with several birds. Yeah, I went to the seagull exhibit at the San Diego Zoo. (laughs) He made well, it... I heard there was a peacock involved. Yeah. I heard uh, various like birds of prey, maybe an endangered one. Was yeah, there an all eagle? of the condors that Johnny Cash didn't kill. Oh, the remaining condors. Yeah. That's right. Now, I may, I may have gone into a zoo and killed an endangered bird. I will not deny that. I won't with confirm your, it. With your, your penis. Were you saying, did I fuck a condor to death? <laughs> I, th- I'm just telling you what I read. I came here to talk about my restaurant. <laughs> I didn't come here to be to be to be fucking lampooned about men, birds I may or may not have fucked to death. <laughs> okay, see now it's may or may not. Before it was an, uh, an empirical hard no, and the well, that was changing, seagulls. Melvin. That was seagulls. We could talk condors all day, but the seagulls is no. <laughs> so you will you will talk to us about the condors. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this I'm He's okay weeping. talking about. I'm He's okay talking. weeping <laughs> is over the seagull accusation. Weeping I'm just, with, it's just with an appearance of guilt. It, it, when, when someone uh, has been confronted with the weight of their own actions <laughs> and you just see the, uh, the trauma and the guilt kind of yeah. finally, uh, like the, the floodgate is opened. All I will say is that our condor steaks are, they're flying off the shelves. And yes, they're on shelves. <laughs> They're not. They're not like in a freezer. And they're still trying to fly. <laughs> oh, we we don't we don't deep uh, we don't uh, pluck the feathers from any of our poultry. And I do consider condors to be poultry uh, until until right before you eat them. So you know some of them got a couple couple wounds there still freshly yeah, so that, oozing, much like a neck hole. Yeah. Wound. Yeah. Well. I have one last question, and then well, I'm turning it off to Elijah, who's going to... Okay, well, I was oh. going to tell you the rest of your anniversary uh, on oh, Sunday. Oh, yes! Please, please. Sorry, I'm Before, definitely... We got a lot of bird accusations in the middle of it, but... And and from what I understand, it's a, a it sounds like a prefix menu for anniversaries. You just bring us a souffle, so... Yeah, it's, we, start, we start you off, we take your waters, we bring you a souffle, whether you ask for it or not, no got bread... It. And then, uh, and then, of course, you know, our first, our appetizer after the souffle is uh, edamame, mm. you know, uh, yes. edamame, uh, uh, edamame with a little bit of, a little, little bit of crunch to it, if you know what I mean, you know, right by the beach. So. I don't know what you mean. I, d- I, I don't follow. I'm sorry. Well, you'll find that, uh, you know, how uh, uh, some, some places like other fancy beachside establishments, such as Islands Burgers <laughs> Grill, uh, they have that garlic salt on the table that kind of looks like sand. Yeah. 
All right, we do that, but we take it a step further if you catch my drift. I'm I sorry. Think I think I am catching your drift, and I, I don't think that it's I am. making me wonder if there's a gas leak in the house. Um, well, there's definitely one here at the restaurant. <laughs> Melvin, <But I'm laughs> do you put little bits of sand in your food? I mean, you know, it's kind of one of those secret herbs and spices things. I can't say. Mm. But uh, I will say that you might, if you come early enough before the restaurant opens and you take a look at the beautiful beach behind me here, you might see me out there with a the shovel. I'll say that. I'll say that. Just just digging for bread, digging for <laughs> digging for bread, spices. or or just sand. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, so I, I know that you have said you can't uh, reveal this sort of old family recipe. Uh, you right, know, and I, right. I understand and I respect that. You know, we still Thank don't you. know what Thank goes you. into KFC yeah. or Coca Cola. I get it. Uh, but would say, uh, for example, a health inspector say that you put sand in your food, and has a health inspector uh, by chance said that you put sand in your food? Oh, you call them health inspectors because I call them narcs. That's what I call them. <laughs> I call them narcs. And uh, yeah, we've had some. We've had some hoity-toity reviewers for restaurant magazines or uh or or health inspector magazines or whatever they're doing we got um we actually got a zero on the zagat (laughs) we didn't get a letter rating we didn't get a letter we got a zero which i like to think of it i drew a little one on there it's kind of funny it's like 10 out of 10 you know right uh and and yeah like you know sometimes some of our food has sand in it i'll say it (laughs) i'll say it yeah this is this is a, but it's a it's a beach crunch. We call it the beach crunch. Cause okay. you know how like when you have tacos in Malibu or something and you're like, oh I got a little sand in this one because I dropped my taco or whatever and you eat it anyway. It's that beach crunch. And we try to capture the fe- the essence, the mouthfeel of being clumsy on a beach. Got it. So this makes their Michelin star make sense. Yes. Uh, because a Michelin star is uh, something you award a restaurant when you must visit. Yes, yes. And uh, I've actually am looking at my research here. You're the only restaurant to be awarded negative one Michelin star, which means uh, when you're in town, you have to come here and try to stop it. Uh, yeah, yeah. We've got we've got a we've got a must. Uh, we've got a the <laughs> first ever Michelin cease and desist. Yeah. <laughs> Urging, it, urging all visitors to go and just try to stop you by force, if possible, or by negotiation. Yep. I mean, yeah, the, and you know, we have we have some people that try to you know take up arms against us, but uh, luckily we're in California. We are San Diego still, so not, there are some gun nuts here, and uh, we have to you know put up blockades and and get police escorts because technically what we're doing is not illegal because our menu tells you that there's beach crunch and everything. So, you know. Okay, but do, does the menu also explain that uh, Beach Crunch is literally just sand from the surrounding Well, it's beach? not just sand. It's not just sand. Oh, what, what else goes into a... Into ah, now you're trying to get me to reveal crunch. my recipe. I almost said you, ah, Melvin. Ah, ah, ah you fucking close, narc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's all right. Like, it's okay. We got the Michelin negative one cease and desist. Must tear down. Must burn. Uh, we got we yeah, were on Jonathan protesters. we're on Jonathan Gold's famous "Don't Go" list. Uh, <laughs> he published it from hell. Yeah, he did. Actually, yeah, he was the first. He kind of rose out of the hellscape like Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. And uh, his unfinished business was not to fight a nice guy, but it was to uh, to 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 give us a "Don't Go." Yeah, it was well, us in Arby's, I think. 
I mean, they have the meats and y'all We got have, some of those too. Y'all have <laughs> meats. Y'all also got some meat. You have some. <laughs> We got condor steak, which is, of course, going to be the entree in this anniversary deal. We could right. do uh, condor steak. We could do mouse chops. We could do. <laughs> we could. Do, we also just have. Uh, we have stew. We have stew? Question mark. Which is uh, the mystery stew. Ah, uh, and is yeah, the mystery? You're talking about not... soups and stews earlier. You come down to the Love and Melvin full. We got a mystery stew for you. And yeah, there's some beach crunch in it. There's yeah. some beach crunch. I was going to ask. Okay. <laughs> Most things here, even outside of most of the water that we give you, yeah, everything's got beach crunch in it. But some of the water also. <laughs> it's a little bit of a rotating cast. We have a good time with it, you know. It's like who got the sand water today? Yeah. Uh, is there any sort of like prize if you're the uh, lucky customer to get the sand water? Or? Yeah, you get to get, you get a pound of sand. Wow. <laughs> in a bag. Yeah, it's like you know when good. you win a goldfish at the state fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's that. It's a pound of sand in a bag of water. No, it's good. You know, Melvin, you're really a restaurateur that like brings up a lot of mystery, a lot of questions like, how did you get into the business? Right. What is beach crunch? What is in the <laughs> stew? Did you have sexual relations with those condors? Did you have sexual relations with those condors? Why was a lock of Jean Benet Ramsey's hair found in your glove compartment? Oh, uh, well, it was because I was keeping it for one of our specials, which was John Filet Ramsey. <laughs> Do you have <laughs> enough hair for that? No, it was a one. It was a, you know, it's a, it was a, uh, it was like a, a chef special for a weekend. You know, we had enough hair to do a, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, uh, he had to reserve well in advance. It was kind of like going to a... That was at our special tasting kitchen, actually. Mm. It wasn't even at the regular restaurant proper. Uh, it was it was in the in the hut on the beach that's like right over there, just off camera. Oh. Uh, that's our tasting kitchen. And mm. we had some uh, we had some hair that you could eat there. Nice. <laughs> Good. How, I, did you prepare it? Yeah, how's that prepared? Was it served, uh... Uh, we just kind of jammed it into a filet mignon. <laughs> Lovingly, of course, because it is the love in Melvin full. Of course. And we made sure that your steak was full of John Panay Ramsey's hair. <laughs> and you were, I'm sorry, you were gearing up to something, Vanessa, and I cut you off to talk about a special that we don't even have currently, because when did she die? Like, 2010? You- I thought in the 90s. Was she alive uh, I lo- longer? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I've lost a lot of time uh, in my in my line of work. I lose time. We like I said, there's a gas leak. We have I lose wide swaths of time, so I couldn't be I couldn't tell you when she died. That's fair. Well, I feel like you could directly tell us when she died, down to the exact time of day. All right, I want to get out in front of something again, real quick. I want to just go. There's been a lot of stuff talking about how I. Not only had sex with a bunch of birds until they died, yeah. but also that I'm the one who killed John Benet Ramsey. That's not true. I, Melvin, you, uh, you seem to have a a, a facial sort of facial tick. It's tick. a facial tick. It's a facial tick. It's not me winking to tell mm. you that I killed a woman. Of course. Well, that's good because the question I was actually gearing up for. Uh... <laughs> What's for dessert? <laughs> No, please. I'm sorry. I'm just getting excited about the menu. It's what's for dessert. <laughs> <laughs> and no, why did 
did you kill Jean Benet Ramsey? <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually, uh, uh, we, I, I didn't kill anybody. I didn't kill any birds. It's all, it's all poppycock. It's all horse. It's all horse bupkis, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Uh, but for mm. dessert, we have a beautiful uh, bar of chocolate melted on a car radiator. <laughs> That you, that we, that we, uh, yeah, we just, we give to you on a car radiator. I don't know if you've ever been to Barton Fink in Los Angeles where they give you all kinds of silly accoutrement with your uh, stuff, like a giant fork or like I a I think uh, you mean Barton G's and you just said. <laughs> Barton Fink. Barton. Yeah. No, I'm talking about a different place. I'm talking about a different place. You go there, you get to you smell John Turturro's <laughs> foot. It's, it's a different place. Barton Fink is a different restaurant. You know, Melvin, uh, up top you said uh, you, you knew nothing about film. Uh, you've now referenced both Mortal Kombat and uh, Barton Fink. And uh, I don't know anything about horror or, or or scary stuff. I know a lot about the Coen brothers and the Mortal Kombat extended universe. Okay. Okay. I'm just trying to, so far- trying to clear up some rumors about you. Because as you may be aware, there are many. Yeah, I and I didn't think they were going to come up. I thought we were just going to be talking a little bit about uh, the menu here. But yeah, uh, maybe I killed John Benet Ramsey. Maybe I <laughs> fucked the bird to death. <laughs> but I want to talk about the restaurant Barton Fink in Los Angeles, where I stole the idea to put big silly shit on the table with my foods, like a car radiator that we melt a chocolate bar on. I'm sorry. Send me to prison. <laughs> I, you should go. I think that someone will uh, after this episode is released. No, oh, I've got. Well, the thing is that uh, uh, the thing is that uh, I've got a dual citizenship and I've got a barge ready to go at any moment's notice. So, and it's also a restaurant in its own right. Uh, the tasting kitchen, the shack I mentioned earlier, it's actually yeah. a bit of a tugboat situation where I could uh, I could just uh, you know take off into the international waters at any time, and that's, that's where the real good food is. You know, you get fresh caught. Salt water, you get fresh caught, uh, uh, you know, whatever I find fresh, out there. Fresh caught salt water. Yeah. You're just, you're just drinking salt water in international waters. This actually, uh, Melvin, I think, contextualizes uh, some of your behavior, for me, anyway. Uh, how much salt water would you say you drink uh, well, that's in what, an average Well, day? what do you mean? What else do you serve? That's what that's what the water is here. Yeah, sometimes it has sand in it, but it's always it has, salt it has water. Beach crunch, of course. Yeah. You got to have the beach crunch and the ocean stank. Oh God! Speaking of ocean stank, oh, it yeah. smells like Melvin. Melvin is just hanging off to the side. Oh, yep, there he is. Oh, Melvin, Melvin. Do you he's wanna... he's motioning the mic towards his mouth. Can can we please? Uh, I would. What I do you want to talk to him about? What do you want to talk to him about? I'm I just want to hear his thoughts on the uh, on the menu. I don't know how much input he has in the uh, in the. Applegars tried the mouse chops. There to die for, John <laughs> Benet Ramsey. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Melvin, get out of here! You're a silly fuck. What what part of the mouse do you get the chops from? Well, I mean, there's not a lot of. I don't know if you've ever done ch- the you know sectioned off a mouse or anything like I've that. Not, I've but, never uh, had to butcher a mouse. No. You never had to. You never had to saw a mouse's head off with a serrated cookie. cookie. No, because if you butcher a mouse, mouse, you gotta get me a cookie. That's true. <laughs> oh yeah, if you give a mouse a knife, he's gonna expect you to cut his head off. It's true. <laughs> and if you give a moose a muffin, then you have a perfect 
after after dessert snack here at my restaurant, which uh, the Love and Melvin Pool. <laughs> Uh, but you want to talk? Uh, you want to ask uh, uh, my brother Melvin Melvin more? He is currently uh, about to go. As you can see, he's got the snorkel on. He's about to go diving for um, deep sea crunch. Deep sea crunch, wonderful. Uh, I notice he's got uh, some some kind of scuba gear, but it doesn't appear to be connected to anything. No, it's it's, just uh, a hose, uh, it's kind of it's a bit of a prank. We do a bit of a prank on him where we don't give him any actual scuba gear, and he goes out there and it, like he gets down and he realizes real quick that it's a prank, but he falls for it every time. He's a simple boy. He's a simple boy, and he just just takes a big uh, breath of, of uh, seawater, essentially. Well, he has gills. You can see he has gills. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> that gills, whatever. They yeah. call me. They call me Gil Spector. Ha <laughs> ha. I did all that shit too. <laughs> Alright, Melvin, Melvin, why don't you go get us some deep sea crunch? This is okay. <laughs> I, I, I know you uh, said you're not uh, familiar with horror films, but uh, your restaurant reminds me very much of the uh, dinner table from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. <laughs> Oh, see, I've heard about this film, and I haven't seen it because it scares me mighty fierce. But uh, I, I'm curious, what happens in this in this scene? Maybe I can get some tips for how to uh, how to like a themed night because you know Halloween's coming up. Uh, you know, I think that I think it's best not to give you. Uh, you know, you're a chef. I think just trust your own intuition. Yeah. And the meats that you're currently serving. Let let that inspire you, Melvin. Yeah, we don't, we don't okay. want to give you any ideas for uh, for alternate meats. So I'm not gonna movie, Melvin. I'm not gonna serve people flesh if that's what you're hinting at. As that is exactly what I was implying. Okay, Melvin. I haven't seen the film, but I, I all hair is the only part of a human's body that I've ever served, except for that one time that we don't have to talk about. Melvin. Melvin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you want to hear about the uh, the coffee that we serve after dessert and after no. you eat whatever the other thing no, was? I think no, I, I want to hear about the isolated incident. I, I want to hear more about that other time. All right, well, if you come to the foyer, you'll notice Mama Melvin. She's in a chair for a reason. Not a lot going on in the feet department. We tried out a recipe. I heard people like pig's feet. And my mom, to be fair, is a bit of a pig. Ho! Oh, so we made Mama Melvin crunchy feet. We deep fried them. We put some crunch on them. Beach crunch. Yeah. We put some beach crunch on them. Put some deep sea crunch on them. Put some salt on them. Some Good salt steak water. Steak on it. But oh, oh, you know we got the steak. And uh, and we we served it, but it was only two feet, so it was another limited run on the barge at international waters. We saw I I made I made a foreign diplomat eat my mother's feet. How much uh, how much did you charge for this uh, this chef's menu sort of tasting experience? Being something so limited and exclusive, you know, the feet specifically. Out. Yeah, yeah, the feet. Uh, 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 three hundred three hundred fifty dollars plus wine. That's um, not bad. That's a pretty good price. Right? I'm sorry, <laughs> Melvin. I just gotta really quickly. I gotta call former host of the podcast, uh, Kevin Anderson, for just like six seconds. Um, okay. Hello? hello, Kevin. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's up? What's up? What's I'm so on? sorry, uh, but our Zoom says our SD card is full. Oh no. 
That's terrible. Luckily, you know, if I left it correctly, it should be recording on my end still, too. So this is probably fine. Okay, cool. All right. Bye, Kevin. Wait, hold on. I found this gold nugget in a pile of shit. You want want to see it? No, I don't. Bye, Kevin. Okay. Taking a phone call on the podcast, huh? Yeah, sorry about that. I just, uh, I'm just extremely rude. (laughs) And you, of course, uh, Mr. Mr. Spoon, uh... You hold yourself to a very high standard of yeah. professionalism. Uh, well, like I said, this is my first podcast. I do hold myself to a high standard. Like, you know, I'm not going to just put serve anybody's feet to a foreign diplomat. Yeah. It's going to be my mother's. Uh, and, and that's kind of how it goes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thought that was going to be quieter. Uh, <laughs> There's no mic now, honey. This is an unhinged energy <laughs> from Melvin's spoon. Well, well, I mean, to be fair, I did a lot of cocaine before this recording. I mean, that's how we, it's restaurant life. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? All there is is just fucking and drugs. Fucking and drugs. Uh, Not with birds. Not Not with with birds. birds. Actually, Elijah worked in a restaurant. Did you? Where'd you work? Did you work at Barton Fink? (laughs) Or did you work at Miller's Crossing? I, uh, I I worked uh, first at a at Barton Fink uh, as a as a bus boy, uh, which was an interesting job because, as you said, they serve uh, their food with all sorts of bizarre uh, accoutrements, and so it's, it's a lot goofy. Of, yeah, and so you know you'd be bussing uh, like a large uh, plexiglass sombrero, for example, or uh, you know just an old shoe, yeah. just the sort of things they have there. Barton Fink, uh, a typewriter, of course. Oh, I uh, love it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of lot of cocaine though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, after that, you'll notice uh, that Melvin Melvin's nose bleeding from both nostrils earlier. Yeah, I assumed that was from the uh, the scuba prank. Uh, I figured he just took a big. big well, that was another there. prank. That was another prank where we we gave him uh, we gave him we gave him bleach instead of cocaine, so he snorted bleach. <laughs> oh, it's a classic. <laughs> fucking prank disaster. Classic Melvin's family prank. Uh, yeah, I worked at uh, the uh, the sister location briefly, uh, raising Arizona. Uh, oh yeah, raising Arizona. It's all uh, it's all <laughs> high tops, and yep. it's all high tops, and it's specifically Arizona cuisine. Yeah, Arizona, yeah. of Love course, it. very famous for uh, Waffle House. Waffle House being the Waffle House that's the closest to California. You ever go? You ever go to the uh, the Mexican one called a Serious Flan? <laughs> I've, uh, I've been there. I didn't work there, but uh, <laughs> it was a uh, little, little dry for my taste. Oh uh. uh, yeah. Well, if you, if it was a little dry for your taste, then you probably don't want to come here because a lot of our stuff has just kind of been drying in the sun. So like, we don't really keep things refrigerated very well here, but uh, I hate to, I hate to, uh, I think uh, I, I meant, I heard that you, maybe your zoom thing is full and I also have to get back to uh, the no guests that we have here, but I do need to make sure that my brother doesn't drown in the ocean. He's been uh, in there for a while. He I'm, has been, and I've been, I've been checking the bubbles, and I'm not seeing them. They, they stopped, stopped they a while down. ago. Yeah, I they might s- have a dead brother. I don't know. Maybe a new piece That's, of accoutrement in the may, front for you. Maybe a new, uh, a new tasting menu. Yeah, you know. Hey, all I, all I'm gonna say is we got some more feet. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I uh, I guess I guess if we're uh, I can plug some stuff before I go. Is that is that right? Uh, yeah, you yeah. can you can plug yeah. some stuff, Melvin. Uh, and then uh, and then go. Okay. 
<laughs> well, obviously, come on down to Melvin's Lovin' Melvinful down here in generic San Diego. Uh, make sure you buy all the stuff. We've got squirrel tails. We've got everything you could want. Uh, and if you uh, and if you if you come up with a sheet over your head and you're like a scary ghost, you get half off because we like costumes. All right, bye. Bye, Melvin. Bring, 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 bring. You should yeah, probably get that. I'm worried that might be you know, like a little bit of 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 a little Right okay. on time. We're just about to plug some stuff. Okay, perfect. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my mouth out of this funnel then. <clears throat> hey, how was it? I was uh it was good, man. Did was you Melvin did you, okay? Did you talk to Melvin much before this? I got his press kit. I got his press kit in the, the mail and it said he was a restaurateur, he specialized in crunch. And that's all I really I just figured that would be interesting. I don't know. I hope he didn't oh. do anything weird. You should go sometime. Yeah, yeah. you think I'd like it? The oh, you'd love it. Is it like sound. Barton Fink at all? <laughs> It's exactly like Barton Fink. Fuck yeah. Well, uh, I guess while we're here, we might as well get into plugs, right? Uh, is there anything that, I mean, obviously in the intro, I already uh, talked about you guys uh, kicking and screaming podcast, which this kind of was a uh, faux version of, but is there anything else uh, specifically you guys want to plug here? Well, normally we don't interview maniacs on kicking and screaming. Uh, ah, sometimes. It's usually one of us. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, we're a podcast that uh, takes horror movies and martial arts movies and we combine them to make a super rad double feature because Ooh. I think those things are, we're, it's a usual situation where someone like likes one but isn't familiar with the other, but by proxy for the reasons that they love it, they should. Yeah, like they love the horror <laughs> film, but they've never seen this martial arts film and then like to find out why they're uh, nicely paired together is exciting. Exactly. And, you know, they, they hit a lot of the same uh, uh, affections for both, like a pulpiness and the practicals. And, you know, it, it hits a lot of the same comfort areas. And they're both genres that I think get discredited a lot for uh, how much uh, goes into making them. I would uh, agree, especially with the weird discourse surrounding the Mortal Kombat film that just came out. Uh, a lot of people have strong opinions about it. I thought it was great. Oh, it's interesting yeah. that you bring that up. Uh, Melvin Spoons was uh, talking about. Oh, is he a cinephile? I, well, I think that may have been the only movie that he's seen. With <laughs> yeah. Mortal Kombat, but he uh, he also liked it, so you're in good company. Oh wow, that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll have to hit this guy up. I'll have to have him back. Do you think I should have him back on the show at some point, or? I, I think yeah. so. I think uh, he should be your new co-host. Oh, I think it sounds exhausting. You should have him back, and I think you should uh, do it soon because it seems like he might have some uh, pending legal matters that might. Mm-hmm tie him up a little nothing picture. bird related i hope oh <laughs> uh so people can go check out kicking and screaming on all the things uh podcast wise and you got a patreon also right patreon.com slash kicking yeah. and screaming we have a patreon where you can find bonus episodes you can find articles uh we do videos one that we gotta put up tonight um and huh. uh <clears throat> We also have a t-shirt of the month club where every month we make custom art based on a horror martial arts pairing. Uh, we make you a t-shirt and we send it to your house and only you have that t-shirt. They're limited runs only on the month. So That's some exclusive shit, folks. Get yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. And they're incredible t-shirts. His uh, brother, Joe, 
does them for us. And he's done art for me for like uh, Fangoria pieces that I've done. He's done art for Macaulay Culkin. Like he's yeah, very very good long time illustrator. Yeah, cool guy. Respect. Just Respect. Cool you have uh, some other stuff to, to plug as well. You've got uh, some tabletop. Oh, fuck, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you, honey. Um, thank you, honey. <laughs> Thursdays on Twitch. Like. <laughs> Thursdays on twitch.tv slash fandom tabletop. If you like tabletop gaming, I'm running my first game, and it's also a horror-themed game. Uh, so uh, in general, if you've been like, wanting to find something to do with your friends over Zoom in pandemic times this is the thing it's it's a really easy game to pick up if you've never done tabletop gaming before and i specifically wanted to do a horror story with it because a lot of people have ideas that they want to execute and they want to see play out and you could do it this way so yeah we'll go check that out and i'll link that shit in the episode description of course uh anything else any twitter handles things of that nature i'm at ness gritton elijah where can the people find you oh i'm at elijah underscore pizza on Twitter, uh, you can you can also find me uh, enjoying a beachside meal at uh, the Love and Melvin Full in San Diego. You want to go down there because I've been wanting to check it out ever since I saw. Apparently, this crunch sounds great. Yeah, I you know I wasn't sold at first, but some of some of the uh, like chef specials, uh, honestly, they sound really unique. Uh, I think I he's doing some really interesting stuff with food out yeah. there. So I. I Really so you can catch Elijah at this restaurant in generic Southern California somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> uh, as for me, of course, folks, uh, you can catch me on all the things at KB Anderson. Yo, you can go over to patreon.com slash bleak and review to hear exclusive podcasts. And you can read some of my insane X-Men reviews I've been writing and also watch video of this podcast because all the video podcasts are over there. And that's a good place to go for $5 a month. You get all that and more. Oh, yeah. Bleak and review at patreon.com. So I just had a stroke. What's up? Uh, and uh, Vanessa, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Elijah, so great to have you on the show for the first time. I hope you will return and not be perturbed by the strange guests that we acquire sometimes. No, I, I had a great time. I think I learned a lot about uh, the restaurant business. Uh, had a really good time. I'd love to come back. We should all open a restaurant. Oh, this summer is going to be the best summer ever. <laughs> oh yeah, God, we, we should. should. Start Let's start a band. You play the theremin, and I play the didgeridoo. I'll play the spoons. Ah, there it is. Until next week, everybody, it's been Bleak and Review saying goodbye and good night. Bye. Bye.